Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. That is right. We've got disco vibes this morning. We're going back in time to the heart and soul of the Central West End in the 60s and 70s. Johnny Rabbit is here. Thank you. Hey, the disco ball is on. My goodness, thanks, Scott. Now it is Back to the Future and KMOX. And for this episode, I recall the show on the Columbia Broadcasting System and KMOX called the CBS Workshop, which was an experimental theater of the air and from it a segment came to mind called the voice of new york city about the sounds of that city well we're not going to do that today but today our take on that title here on the voice of st louis is a word sketch of the central west end we'll take you there for some of how it was in the 60s and 70s the central west end in case you didn't know it's bounded by union van de venter highway 6440 in the south and delmar in the north an area which is as much about remembering the past as it is about predicting the future. Now, in thinking about the Central West End, I recalled an article about the Euclid McPherson Corner. It was written by Bob Duffy in a 1991 book, The Days and Nights of the Central West End. Bob Duffy was cultural news editor of the Post-Dispatch, a founder of the West End Word newspaper, and really a stalwart of the late St. Louis Beacon online paper. A lot of people don't even know that existed, but it was good. He's a Central West End guy who's literally at home there still today, as are a lot of our listeners. And Bob Duffy's being honored September 23rd at 23 Portland Place. Hey, it's a fancy mansion, and it'd be a swank affair. It's a benefit for Landmarks Association. Now, all who have ever visited the Central West End have memories of what used to be, and we're going to touch on a few of them, many as we can get to. Well, there's Pete Rothschild. Pete Rothschild published an underground paper called Xanadu. And that's a, that's a very rare paper, a collector's item for sure. That was 10 years before the Riverfront Times. In issue number one of Xanadu, there was an article on the Bone Shakers, a cycle club that did security for Casey when I was station manager there. They'd hang out at places like the Left Bank and Gaslight Square, and that was when the square was a fading fast Central West End landmark. But KDNA Radio was also on the square. Even had a DJ named Leonard Slatkin on the air. A Xanadu advertiser was the now long-forgotten Bullshed clothing store. It was for guys 
They were upstairs at 407 North Euclid, and they specialized in bell bottoms. Another ad was for a presidential candidate, Dick Gregory, for president. Dick had played the Crystal Palace on the square. Plus, there was Bill Bergdorf's books. What a bookstore that was at 4744 McPherson. That was also in Xanadu. And Bill Bergdorf ran in illegal trouble for selling a book called Candy by Terry Southern. Another bookstore that's there today, and it's a good one, it's Left Bank Books. That's right at the corner of Euclid, southwest corner of Euclid McPherson, 399 North Euclid. They've been in operation now for 54 years under the direction of Chris Kleinings, with guidance from many others like Bill Burkhart. He's probably still there. He once won a Jimi Hendrix poster contest. For years, the Left Bank site was home of the Waterfield Antiques Shop back when the Central Wind uh, West End had not one, not two, but over three dozen antiques stores, including the Little Shop on Euclid, a little south of Maryland, where everything they offered was little. On this weekend in 1969, when Woodstock had just ended, the place that was beginning to be a legend was Pete Rothschild's at the southeast corner of Euclid and McPherson, where a witchcraft shop that sold commercially made spells had been located. He opened Ultra Alternative Clothiers, and that morphed into a supersized antique and furnishings establishment called, you know, likely, Rothschilds. On the northwest corner, catty corner across the street, it was Herb Balaban Carp's Gypsy Cowboy, where he purveyed Mexican clothes and a lot of weird stuff. And he always surveyed the passing scene perched on a throne-like chair topped with steer horns. Soon he'd open a hip bistro. Right there in the same building in Euclid, Balavans, where to this day I can still taste that beef Wellington. Wow. When Herb gave up the corner, Joel Pesapane's pseudonym moved in from next door. Uh, Joel offered gifts and flowers and records, too. Records by artists like Bob Dylan, Joni Mitchell, Laura Nairo, Phil Oaks, etc. Oh, before I forget, Candace O'Connor did a great documentary on the Central West End called A Place Worth Saving. It pretty much centers around the BJC complex. It's available through the Nine Network. I think I'm going to watch that tonight. On the northeast corner of McPherson and Euclid, there was the Lorraine Hotel, where some people felt the missing Bobby Greenlee's kidnapping and murder ransom money was hidden. It wasn't. On the west side of Euclid, there was the Sideline Bar, the Hungry House Restaurant, the Bill Falins Architectural Antique Business in a building that had been built for electric cars of 110 years or so ago, way before Tesla's, Philens is always watching videos of Leave it to Beaver. At the northwest corner of Euclid and Washington, there had been Craig Furniture, big furniture store, uh, that was replaced by the American Red Cross. To the west in Washington, the Mahler Dancing Academy became the Hoppy Funeral Home. Well, there was uh, so much more. I was going south from McPherson to the alley behind Hortense Place, there was Almond's Tea Room. It was terrific. I have terrific food, like great chicken salad. Gentry Trotter took over the space for a short time. Then Karen Duffy and Tim Kirby opened Duff's at that location. That's now part of Los St. Louis. I recall having Duff's terrific iced tea and black bean ravioli with Mary Bartley, who wrote a good book called St. Louis Lost. In that building, the Europa 390 Bar and Restaurant served terrific poor boy sandwiches. There was Myron Copperman's Deli and the Women's Exchange. Radio and TV personality Sally Jesse Raphael had an apartment on the second floor. Gosh, I can think of, well, a thousand or more, more things to talk about, but that's going to have to wait. 
Matter of fact, we'll talk a little more about the Central West End next Sunday morning, but we're going to go back to the early 1930s of that program. Now, this Tuesday, I'm doing a special presentation called St. Louis Entertainment. It'll be at 1030. This is for Oasis. It'll be at the center of Clayton. Now, if you want a reservation, just visit stloasis.net or just show up by 10, 15, 10, 20 or so on Tuesday morning. I know it's going to be hot, but we'll have the AC on just for you. Oh, it is time. We return you now to the plush, luxurious KMOX studios for the Scott J. Gow festivities, which are in progress as we speak. Oh, there he is right now. He's at the same microphone that was used by Rex Davis. Wow. Here he is, Scott J. Gow. Thanks, Johnny. Appreciate the trip back in time, as always. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you very much. Okay, bye. All right, bye. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.